Peace and light, peace and love. Welcome to the Pretty Priestess Podcast. I am Priestess Shakesha. The intention here is to encourage, uplift, and inspire. We're exploring inner and outer beauty because pretty is as pretty does. And I, family, am working it out pretty much. Oh my goodness. Happy New Moon Day. New Moon Day. Today is a perfect time right now to start getting some goals, setting some intentions, and start really doing some powerful work. You can take advantage of this energy. I guess they're saying that on the 21st, which is the solstice, that Jupiter and Saturn is supposed to align. Now, I'm not the expert on astrology, but what I do know is that energy of Jupiter and that energy of Saturn and that energy of Jupiter is all around your fortune and luck and success and how that plays itself out. And then Saturn is connected to discipline and focus and will and determination. So you get them two together. We talking about getting some goals on deck and achieving them, getting it in with this Sagittarius new moon. Woo! Sagittarius is all about bringing that knowledge and whatnot. So definitely, like I said, I tell everybody, like, I am not that person that's really going to break down some astrology forecast for you. I can't do that for you. But what I do understand is that energy. And baby, when you tell me how that energy is about to flow, you got me on that. I'm with you there. Other than and, and anything further, <clears throat> well, you know, you got to break it down for your sister. That's all that is. But anyway, peace and light, peace and love. Let me tell y'all about some stuff that I'm working on right about now. So what I've been noticing, what I've been, well, what my intention is, is to get that glow, that brightness, that, that, that joyful look in my complexion. That's where my intention was. So what I did is I put together this facial that really, really upgraded my game just a little bit. Let me share this with y'all because see, first of all, I was looking in the mirror, I'm pondering myself with all this mask wear and all this bullshit that's going on with this covert virus that's going on out here. And we got to wear these masks and everything. I ain't feeling no way either way or the other. I'm just pissed that I got to wear a mask and it ain't, you know what I'm saying? And it ain't connecting me to my star player at all whatsoever. I don't care how flat the mask is. I'm still covering up the lip shits and all of the other stuff that I've been really working on that I really wanted to put on display. Not because I'm a show off, but because it's what I like is what I got. And I want to definitely put it on display. So with that, I'm surveying myself and I'm noticing, damn, I'm getting like, what what the hell? I thought that my skin was clear. I'm settling all of this age spots or some shit like that. I don't know what in the hell that was. It looked maybe it's age spot. You know, I'm, I'm 45, you know, so I know that things are going to be happening to me. Um, at certain periods in time, but damn, I, I age spots. Really? Now I remember 
that there was a makeup artist who said any woman over the age of 30 should always make sure she got a strong foundation game. And I thought you would fucking lie. I ain't finna put none of that on my face. But now she got me thinking differently now. Fast forward years down the line and I'm looking up there and I'm pondering, noticing that I got some discolorations going on here. Some little, you know, some little spots. The only thing that I can say is that this is age spot. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I'm going to fix that up like somebody help me. I'm putting the bat signal out. Priest is down. Priest is down. Somebody help a sister out. But what? happened was I reached up in my cabinet, forgot I had this shit. It's called Aztec Secret. And I know a lot of folks is hip to this um, Aztec clay. I absolutely love this stuff, but I got kind of got away from it because I started trying different stuff and forgot all about having this stuff, right? And then I had a co-worker that was telling me about, oh man, you know what? You need to try this Aztec secret, man. I'm telling you. And when she brought that to my attention, I'm like, oh, I got that. So I went back to work with that. So here's what I put together. I got a tablespoon of this Aztec clay. I took three pinches of my sandalwood powder and sandalwood powder is nothing but just grind sandalwood that's ground up into a powder. It is excellent on the skin. Do a Google search, check out all of the benefits. Sandalwood powder is that shit, y'all. Then I put a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar in that solution and a teaspoon of water. In that solution. So it's a half and half. And then and, and if it's still not thick enough, just, you know what I'm saying? Add a little water, a little apple cider vinegar, whatever's clever for you. But this is way I got down with it. And then I made a pasty cream with it. Right. And I smoothed it all over my face and let it turn like into a mask. It was a wet mask. And then I let that sit and let it dry for about 15 minutes. Now, if you don't know about this Aztec clay, let me tell you something. That shit tingles all on your skin. You can feel it like activating. And they say, well, that's that's letting you know that it's working. That's letting you know that it's working. I'm one of those cats. I need reassurance. Right. Because in my eyes, (laughs) I almost forgot about this little caveat that it kind of itches on my face. So putting something on my face and itching and um, itching and tingling, you know, that, that, that just ain't a good combination in my eyes. So I was feeling some type of way about that. So the very first time that I used that and it started doing that, I, I pulled that shit off my face immediately. Right. And then I read the back of the thing and it told you it's supposed to do that. That's the way it goes down. I did a little bit of research on that and everything. It seemed like that's the consensus. Okay. So I felt confident enough to proceed forward and try again. I did that again. And I had a wonderful facial skin was glowing. I felt really good. I had this brightness. Um, My skin was clear. I never really had issues with acne, but when I break out, I break out because I'm highly sensitive to a lot of things. So, you know, I'm I'm one of those people who will easily break out. And that's why I went like nobody's business to rinse that shit off my face the first time around and started tingling and everything. But it turned out to be one of the most powerful tools that I got up in my cabinet is this Aztec Beauty Secret. You definitely want to get down with this. If you want, if your intention is to have a bright, clear 
and joyful looking complexion, then you definitely want to rock with this right here. Something about apple cider vinegar. I know that there's a lot of flack about apple cider vinegar and whether or not you should take it internally and everything. I don't know what all of the, the information is. Every time I try to look into it, I hear um, a lot of opinions that's out there, but I haven't gotten any hardcore research facts or science to back any of that shit up besides this is what somebody's thought is. And I'm not trying to knock anybody because I got much respect for a lot of the cast that's out here doing the work in a powerful way that's been talking about how we need to stay away from all of that and everything. But I got to tell you, until I see something different, until I see some type of proof, I'm going to go ahead and proceed forward because this works for me. Now, what's for you is for you. And what's for me is for me. And for me, apple cider vinegar absolutely works. It is a powerful thing. I use it on my hair. Of course, you got to dilute it. I mean, using it straight, that's a whole nother other, right? But what I do is I dilute it half and half or even make a 10% solution, right? And I rinse my hair with that every time I do my hair, every time I color my hair. Yeah, I'm one of them people. I color my hair. My hair is not naturally blonde. Let's not get it twisted. And I color my hair and I definitely rinse um, my hair every time I wash it with that apple cider vinegar. It makes it strong. It makes it shine. It really, really blesses my hair. It blesses my skin. I've taken spiritual baths with the apple cider vinegar, throwing a cup of that up in there with a handful of salt. Definite cleanse up the aura real nicely. Apple cider vinegar has been a tremendous blessing. Now, they say that to take it internally, that's a whole nother other. What it has done for me is I can take a little shot glass of it. And I can take that shot glass and throw it in a glass of water. And I'll drink that down. I can sip it slowly or I can hurry up and drink a quick me. I'm one of those people. Sometimes I need to get it done over and quickly, right? So I'll use half water and half apple cider vinegar in a shot glass and just go ahead and soldier it down real quick. I do that with all of that nasty shit like spirulina, olive leaf powder, all of that nasty shit you can think of, maca root, all of them uh, wheat grass, all that shit. That's nasty as hell that we know we need to take if we really want to incorporate some wellness into our lives. The shot glass is where it's at for me, family. The shot glass. So anyway, going back to what I was talking about with that Aztec powder and that apple cider vinegar. Using that apple cider vinegar, I've experienced weight loss. It's definitely cleansed me out. I've seen my skin um, brighten. Um, by using it and everything, but I'm not a regular patron of that. I don't put that in there. And anytime I use um, meat products, if I use, if I'm, if I'm cooking chicken, if I'm cooking any of those um, or cleaning vegetables or anything like that, I use an apple cider vinegar solution to clean it all off with, you know what I'm saying? Especially those meats, the chicken and the fish and all of that other stuff, just giving it a quick rinse off and dousing it in and that apple cider vinegar and clearing it off. I don't know. It just, it, it, it raises it up for me. It just, it, it raises the vibration of the food, in my humble opinion. This is just me. I ain't, there, no science behind it. So I'm not going to try and insist that you try my way, but this is what's working for me. So 
Anyway, with that, I definitely, definitely want y'all to give that a shot. That Aztec secret, y'all, is the shit. I'm here to tell you. I love it, and I definitely recommend it. This is something that I do. Hold up. Let me see if y'all remember this one. Remember this? Remember this? Remember this? If you don't know who that was, that was Bill Biv DeVoe. The jam was poison. The year 1990 and Bush Sr. was the president. And I remember listening to them old Louis Farrakhan tapes and he would go, boy, Bush was the person he would go for his ass. And he, it was Bush and Reagan. <laughs> Minister Farrakhan used to go in on them. Anyway, Bush was the president back then. Not his son, but the older Bush, the Bush Sr. And at that time, also, that Rhythm Nation album that Janet Jackson put out, it was a time for some serious music. In Vogue, put that um, Hold On To Your Love, that whole that whole era, that new Jack Swing era, that music that was out at that time. Oh, my goodness. At that time, they were wearing that Carl Kanai and cross colors and the ripped jeans and all of that shit. Like, we was definitely rocking them in a big way. And and some of the stuff that was back, that's back today, that we was rocking back in 1990, is those over-the-knee leather boots. Like, that's what was hot at that particular time. I had a pair. I wish I would have held on to them shits, right? And then you would wear the little leather skirt with the boots and everything over the heel and everything. Oh, you couldn't tell me nothing, family. You couldn't tell me nothing. We definitely, definitely need to bring that back. Now, I ain't seen nobody rocking the leather mini with the high boots or anything like that. And, you know, I ain't really big for going out. And, well, ain't nowhere to go, no way to really floss like that since everybody's on lockdown for the most part and everything until they get all of this shit situated. But that's what was hot back in them days. And that was also the time when that Dapper Dan type of groove thing was out and everybody was rocking that hotly. Like, and they would have them Louis Vuitton sweatsuits and the Gucci um, overall suits and the jumpers and the jackets and the hats and all of that other stuff. And Dapper Dan was doing it in a big way. And he was taking that Gucci and he was taking that Louis Vuitton and all of those other top designers that they was wearing like only in the affluent communities that didn't look like any black folks was around there. If there was, it might've been one or two and they really wasn't trying to spend too much time in the hood all like that. But Dapper Dan brought a little piece of that and he brought it to the hood and it really blessed the spirits of many individuals that just wanted to get their shine on. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. And so woe to the person that's always talking shit 
on somebody that's rocking knockoffs because Dapper Dan was absolutely the knockoff king. Make no mistake about it, family. Much respect and much love to Dapper Don, but it is what it is. And we need to make sure we have in mercy the next time we sitting up there trying to poke fun at the person that's just trying to get a little bit of the shine. Let's have mercy on these cast family, for real, for real. Remember 1990, man, I'm going to tell you what an awesome time that was. I spun a day dabbling in 1990s music and culture, and boy, did I enjoy myself sitting in that particular space right there. So definitely, definitely visit in 1990. Get you one of them over-the-knee leather boots, um... And, and, and get you a black mini skirt and see if we can bring it back. And we can definitely become the bad bitch. <laughs> so a bad bitch. That was something right there that I had a problem with. That that whole phrase. And then I heard Beyonce said it and it kind of made it okay. I know. I know. Mind control 101. Like nobody's business, right? But yeah, that's it. She just needed to say it and it made me have to think about it a little differently, I guess. I don't know. No, but for real, for real, there was an issue with it because it's a derogatory name. Like I really felt some type of way if somebody called me a bitch. Like bitch. That just, you know, kind of made me cringe and curl back a little bit just to keep it real. But... When you think about using these derogatory names in the level of offense, I think it's more of a personal experience as whether or not it's really um, intentionally derogatory. And where I say it's personal at is because even though I kind of recoil when I hear somebody saying, bitch, what you saying? Bitch, what, what, what? You know what I'm saying? But I use words like nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, what? Nigga, stop that. Get the hell out of here, nigga. That's me all day. And I know that it's offensive. When I also use fuck out of here and and fool and 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 shit like that. And so, you know what I'm saying? When people use those phrases and they you know, you talk it to them and they bitch bye. Ain't nobody trying to hear that and all of that. What I really what I call those when you use those words like that and they may be offensive. They're like execution words, right? They bring the heat to the point, you know what I'm saying? It brings it home so that 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 you can that you can really drive your point, that you can bring that charge with you. You know what I'm saying? So it made me really re-examine the usage of that word and how we like to pick and choose what's okay and what's not okay. And I'm one of those people that really can try to step back and take a look at it and see it from a different perspective, even if it's something that I don't necessarily agree with. So with that, I can let a lot of bullshit go. Okay. So what I'm realizing as these words, nigga, bitch, and all of that other stuff. And even though I'm trying to be a little bit more mindful of me delivering it, like in my everyday flow, especially if I'm just sitting around, just talking shit, you know, with people and I'm like, nigga, no, he didn't. You know what I'm saying? That's just one of those words that just flows out of my mouth. And I really paying attention to it. Not because I'm really concerned about how I look to anybody else, 
But my concern is more that I'm aware that I, I am offending some people. And that is never what my intention is. See, because I don't really buy into what what is that called? Etymology or something like that, that wordplay. I really focus on energy and intention. You know, for me, energy and intention, that's a game changer in my opinion. So when you calling folks and they, oh, bitch, this and that. And a lot of times they use that as a term of endearment. And some people was like, well, I just don't see it that way. Well, you just put a wall around yourself and you just made your mind up that this is the square that you stand on. But I want to, I really want to, really want to beg folks pardon right about now. I really do. I really want to beg your pardon right about now and ask if you could just expand just enough to be on an energetic level, right? And kind of take in what folks' real intention is and get into the essence of what's being said to you instead of just the words of what's being said. And I know they talk about all this, this spell casting and I, I don't say I understand, I understand and all of this other foolishness and this and that. And I call it foolishness and, I, and, and it's not to be disrespectful. In my eyes, it's foolishness because first of all, I don't know what the fuck a overstand means, you know? So how, in, how can I say that I have understanding when I know energetically Understanding for me means that I have grasped the concept of something. And overstanding, I know energetically that that's some shit I heard somebody else say that means absolutely nothing to me. So then there's no real connection to it on an energetic level. What in the hell is we doing? But what we end up doing is that we allow somebody to tell us the way to go. And I'm not saying that we don't because I got plenty of teachers out there. I love my teachers. I don't agree with everything they say. I'm my own person at the end of the day. Make no mistake about it. I still got my own thoughts going on. Now they do bring some shit to my attention that may make me think about things differently. Look at it a little bit differently. But how does that resonate with you? How does that resonate with you? And, and and really being mindful of the people that you're around. Because if they get mad at you because you don't agree with them, you know, then, you know, where the consciousness level at there? I'm going to leave that shit right there for real, for real. Because this is what, this is how we build. This is how we grow. This is how we really get to the next level by getting around people that don't think the same way that you do. What a cipher you'll have if you get to spend some time around folks to see the world differently. And instead of trying to prove that you're right and standing on your square about where you at, try taking in what somebody else is saying and taking in how somebody else is seeing it. And perhaps if, if nothing else, if it doesn't change your perspective, maybe it expands it. So that's just something to think about right there. I'm going to keep it moving on that particular note, but I had to go to the Urban Dictionary and look up what a bad bitch was. Because after I had to move past that whole charge of energy of I don't particularly like the phrase and I don't like the language. I disapprove of it. After I shifted out of that energy, 
right? And got into what is this really all about? I went and did a little bit of a search because I'm a little slow, slow. Now you can go out there and you can ask the kids in the street and they'll give you various definitions. But here's what the Urban Dictionary had to say. It says that it's a female who knows what she wants and knows exactly how to get it. A female that is confident, independent, and strives for herself. She can control herself and her feelings. She's book and street smart and classy and all about business. She takes care of her man at home and in the streets and remains loyal to her man and herself and the game at which she plays. So she has great confidence. She's built nicely and she's sexy. All right. All right. So that's the full definition of what a bad bitch is supposed to be. So where I'm gathering up is that she's confident, not a hater, focused on winning, right? Because when you confident, you ain't got time to be sitting around hating on somebody or wishing that somebody would do shit a different way because you focused on yourself. Even if you don't necessarily want to be like them, fuck you spending all your time hating on folks for. That's something we just really need to evaluate. What are, what are, what are you really mad about? What are, you know, what, what, what are you mad for? I did, See, that's, that's the other part. So we got to, you know, just re-examine that. I had to check myself on that shit. Like, hold up, what, what, what am I mad for? You know, what are, you know, see, that's the other part about being confident. Because you don't necessarily have to be jealous to see somebody operating like they do. And hey, like, there's one girl I see her. She always sitting up there talking with the damn security guard, running her damn mouth, wasting time. What, what, what am I mad for? What am I mad for at work? hell do I care? You know, do I want to sit up there and talk with security? No, I don't, you know, but what, what in the hell am I mad for? That hater shit focused on winning. That's what her thing is. Focused on how she can get to where she need to be at, or he can get to where he need to be at looking good. That means your hair is proper. Your skin is proper. You keeping your nails groomed. Your clothes is fitting you well. You ain't wearing clothes that's too big and your booty crack is showing. Or clothes that's too tight and you look like a sausage. Got your accessories that's coordinating. Ain't looking like you went and, and went down to the fleet market and just grabbed up some stuff. Your, your jewelry ain't turning. You know, I had a, I had a necklace like that. I liked that necklace so much. I tried to work with it. I knew it wasn't real. I knew the shine would fade. And when it did, it was hard for me to let it go. I had to let it go. It takes away from the shine wearing jewelry that's turning. I know, I know, I know. Maybe, maybe if you get something like that, buy two of them shits. I know because I had a hard time letting that sad ass necklace go. And I could only wear it for a little bit at a time because then it would start making my neck feel irritated and shit. It was, it was a mess. It was a damn sh- Then I started just only rocking it with turtlenecks, right? I thought I figured it out, right? Now, that's not the answer either. I promise you it ain't. All right. I've been there, done that and got the t-shirt. So deals with quality 
and strives for the best. See, this is where we get into that space of dealing with quality clothes, not the name brand, not um, copping that new Michael Kors, that new Gucci, that new Louis Vuitton, but really buying quality clothes. I like to go in the thrift shops and not go in there trying to jack for um, a lot of the name brands, a lot of the labels and all of that other shit in there because nine, well, I ain't gonna say nine times out of 10. Some of the times them shits is knockoff, really good knockoffs, but some of them shits is knockoff. That's one part. Number two, not necessarily checking for them because everybody knows about those labels, right? But what people really ain't coming in there checking for is materials, materials is what people need to really be checking for. Cop that silk shirt, cop that wool coat, that cashmere sweater, you know, get that type of shit right there. Those pants, those, those, those fleece and lined pants that's going to keep you warm. If you out there navigating these streets out here, all of that stuff, the quality, checking the way that it's made, the zippers and everything. Those zippers, the ones that say that YKK on it, those is usually a higher quality um, a zipper, to, uh, the fixtures and everything that's on there. Check out the stitching, the stitchings that's not unraveling. You can tell that it's tightly stitched and stitched securely. Um, the double, um, The double stitched. You know, the material that looks like it's sturdy, even if you don't know what it is, that cotton material is sturdy or any material that looks like it's going to be built to last. You can take care of these things. You can love them and you can keep them for years yet to come. And they don't go in style or out of style. They just are. And you can rock them and you can accessorize them and you can make it work for you. And you could even pass it down to your grandbabies if it's good enough, if the quality is that proper. And they can rock it and they can put down whatever style imprint that they may have at that particular time. Trust what I'm trying to say. The other thing a bad bitch may have is people skills, right? So she's supportive to her mans, her friends, and others. A really big people skill can navigate the bullshit and deal with foolishness effectively. Can easily know how to address a motherfucker, a sucker. And is authentic and keeps it real. Not sitting around trying to pretend like you somebody you ain't. Trying to pretend like you rich when you ain't. Trying to roll like you been there and you ain't. You know those people. I used to want it to get into the energy of the rich lady. But I had this really big problem. Well, number one, I grew up really poor. So it was, you know, it was a lot of work me trying to study on how to achieve that appearance of looking rich. And after a while, I realized like, well, first of all, you got to have a rich attitude, a mentality. You know, I realized that it's an energy that you hold on to. And it's not necessarily the, the designer labels that are out there, but more of the quality pieces and the classic style and dressing that brings that air of, of affluence to the, um, to the wardrobe. 
So that's just something to think about right there. That's just what my experience has been. I've never really noticed that. Um, well, you know what? New money, new money, got the labels, got the names, got all of that. That's new money. So definitely new money, new money. Shout out to new money. But then let's look on the other side. Let's flip that shit because we talking about the bad bitch. But what about a good witch? Huh? What about a good witch? Now, we already know the witch shit that's going on right here. I don't give a damn what nobody got to say about the witch. A witch is a wise woman. Now, we already know that the witch was associated with negativity and evil and demonic and all of this other foolishness and everything. When we know that a witch means a wise woman. Today, we see a little bit of progress. Instead of them showing a witch to standing on a broom or hovering over a cauldron and all of that shit with a black cat standing by the full moon looking all sinister and shit waiting to ruin somebody's day. They got this television show um, that I checked out on Netflix. I think that comes on the Hallmark Channel, some shit like that. I don't know. But um, it's called The Good Witch. And I was watching it and peeping it out and everything. And if you just really want to be on some family quiet, no violence, no drama type of vibe, TV watching and everything. This is more on that line of 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 um, Little House on the Prairie, Touched by an Angel type of vibe, type of television watching right there. Cute little show, but what it does do, if you peep the gangster of the good witch that's there, who's always on point with her operations, right? And is in tune with herself. So let me, let me, I had to go to my Kim deck because I wanted to just talk about like what makes a good witch? What makes a good witch? Now I can come up with all of my ideas on what that looks like. Um, and, and, and maybe even try to do a Google search, but a Google search is not going to be sufficient for this particular um, situation right here and what it is that I'm trying to deliver today. I would need spirit to help us because I don't really have that answer on what that looks like. So let me tell you what I got from my chem deck. My chem deck helped me out a lot. So the chem deck said the good witch is the woman, the person, the man, the individual who is focused on achieving goals, who knows what their purpose is. And they take inventory on all of those things that fall short, taps into the willpower so that they can move in the direction that they need to go in. A good witch is real with herself. So when she's trying to achieve the goals, when she's trying to be on her mission, she's tapping in. Definitely. And a good witch is in tune with themselves, has unconditional love, and acceptance of themselves. When you fall short, when you miss the mark, it's not the end of the world. You have complete love and acceptance of yourself. Respecting your process and respecting yourself. Recognizing because at the end of this day, we all growing up on this planet right now. It's a process. And when you respect and love yourself through that process, 
you open the door for yourself to grow and flourish even that much more. And also, the thing that the good witch do is the good witch respects the get down. Respecting that people change, feelings change, seasons change, and it's all good. Now, we take the past and use that as a tool to guide you in making decisions now and in the future. It's not a stumbling block. It's a tool to learn. Just respecting the get down. Because people change. That's how it is. And once you recognize that people are going to switch up on you, that's just the way the flow goes. The ebb and flow in life. You start to respect that process. And you release resentments. Because you can respect the get down on that. Without a doubt. So that was the help from the Kim deck, which was greatly appreciated because these are all qualities that we really need to hone in on because this is where the true victory is, the true victory. But I'm going to wrap it up. Let me get some guidance to go and I'm going to get that right there from my Crystal Mandela Oracle. I got to tell you, this is something you definitely want to get in your life. I mean, this shit right here, I'm telling you, I really check in with this on a regular basis because it's helpful. And the card that I got right here is the inner queen. And this right here wants you to work with the goddess Persephone. And the crystal, the ruby, is the crystal you want to work with along with the goddess Persephone. And I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. But let me, let, 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 let's, let's, let's talk about that, what the inner queen is about. The inner queen exercises authority through divine feminine wisdom. Her empowerment is active within men and women that consciously seek to honor feeling instinct and intuition. And choose to live their lives according to a moral code of compassion. When the inner queen stirs within, judgment is replaced with empathy for your own suffering and for that of others. You can understand that human beings who cannot resolve their feelings will unconsciously act out their pain in the world. They are unconsciously expressing their inner story with their outer actions, the story of their inner pain. The healing power of the inner queen brings inner pain to consciousness where it can finally be released and the soul free. This can happen because of her compassion. She does not approach life with a fearful or judging nature so that she can move freely through all realms, witness great pain and darkness, and remain centered in her heart, shining a gentle light of intention for the liberation from the suffering of all beings. She reminds us of our innate divine dignity and the healing power of compassion. So definitely, definitely get you a ruby. Oh my goodness, y'all. I love those rubies. Those rubies, they definitely help when you're trying to build yourself up. That esteem, that compassion is also has that protective vibe with it. You want to work with that if you want to connect to your star player. For sure, for sure. This is going to help you move towards your goals 
You know what? Now that I just thought about that shit, this is one of them stones you definitely want to get with on that full moon, on that full moon ritual. So work with the goddess Persephone, get you a ruby and get back with me next week. Peace and light. Peace and love, family. I'll talk to you.